because the king of claps is the Duke of Kent clap, where you clap from the shoulder. You keep the you keep like you keep the elbows stiff at a sort of forty-five degree angle, and you kind of clap like this. That's um, Wimbledon every year, Duke of Kent. Who's the Duke of Kent? Mm-hmm. That look, well, he's that, the chairman me, of the All England Lord Tennis Club. To me, that looks <laughs> like that looks like the leader of a klezma band. <laughs> well, he's the Duke of Kent's klezma band. Yeah, that's that's in, what that's well what I'm known. saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what he moonlights as. Not not <laughs> not, like, not, not, much, not much money in royalty these days. <laughs> <laughs> much like Daniel Craig. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I mean, yeah, bit doesn't, di- doesn't talk about his background so much. Bit different because. Um, Daniel Craig actually is, and I rather assume that the Duke of Kent isn't. Presumably not, no. And, yeah. and when I say is and isn't, I'm talking about having their own klezma band. That's right. Like yeah. Daniel Craig, <laughs> confirmed klezma band leader. Klezma confirmed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's so right. talented. So, ta- so mm. talented. He can act. Multi-talented. He can do klezma music. He mm. can wear tiny little blue shorts. Does that very well. <laughs> He does, yeah. Let's do that very well. You can do a, a southern accent of some kind. It, yeah, it's, oh, it's yeah. An interesting. It's an interesting southern accent. It's up there with the Kevin Costner, um, uh, Jim yeah, Garrison. It's, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, where are you supposed to be from? <laughs> Somewhere. You're, you're a good nurse. So I, I, I did actually heard, okay, so that it's easier for British people to do a southern u.s accent because you can hear more of the difference oh that's interesting Mm. that accent and say like just a standard american or like a boston accent or something because the southern accent is pretty pronounced okay which is why a lot of like people when they're like british people when they're doing american accents they do a southern accent that's interesting (laughs) i don't know if that's true but like the one, the I've one heard. West Coast accent I can reliably do, I've been told, is a perfect example of our friend Riley's friend Courtney, and it's like, okay, that's <laughs> specific. And he said, yeah, yeah, it's just a really perfect impression of her. And I said, well, I'm not trying to do an impression of her, mm. but uh, but yeah, so that's my West Coast voice. I think that the key to accents really is to have a, a very specific accent in mind. And I think this is where a lot of Brits go wrong yeah. when they're doing Americans because they just they think of American accent as a sort of generic like yeah, morass. That's true. Yeah. Um, and then but you've got to you've got to decide what you because there's so many. But I think Southern is like typically one that they at least know what it, how it sounds, even yeah. though there are so many subdivisions within. Yeah, that. I th- it's because British people think that they have to in order to do a, a convincing American accent. A, they do it too generally. And B, they just think that they have to round off every single vowel. And that's how you get people saying, like, farther if they're trying to do an American <laughs> accent because they're not listening to how the vowels actually sound. But, you know, mm. I mean, it's easy to. Well, when, a, easy to when nitpick, Americans do British accents for some reason, mm. they, they pitch their voice higher. They'll be like, yeah, you know. And I'm like, that, what are you doing? Like, British people don't talk at a higher. Like, <laughs> 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 just, well, they've just watched the carry on movies, though, so then yeah, they're stuck like, for doing that, you know. Oh, go blow me, Governor. Yeah, yeah. yeah just like, I'm British. Yeah. Oh, I'm British. I've locked myself in the privy, Jeez. Governor. <laughs> Oi, Mister, you me dad. Yeah. I'll I'm, see you next Tuesday. I'm always asking that. In it. In it. Yeah. In it. Americans love saying in it. That's true. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah, fair. Do. It's yeah. a really good, like you know, it's like that's it's fun. a it's a really good thing to be able to say without people laughing at you. I, I sometimes <laughs> catch Nate saying in it, and I'm like, it's. It's happened to you. You've done it. You've become British. You've done it. They've done it to you. Yeah. There you go. I, just, I like the, what's all this then? <laughs> what, what is all this? What, what is, is all, all this? What then? is all this then? 
It's a good question. It's a very valid question. It's a great question. No, Br- British cop so... speak is a law unto itself. <laughs> you, know what, you know what's an even better question? What? What is the deal? What is the deal? <laughs> with all this? Yeah. <laughs> what is the deal with... Um, hello and welcome to... <laughs> Masters of Our Domain, the podcast which is allegedly about the hit 90s sitcom Seinfeld. I'm Milo Edwards, someone who's never seen Seinfeld, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Phoebe Roy. Hello. That is all she ever says. And this week we're joined by very special guests somewhere from the south of America, an accent which we'll be doing throughout the episode. It's Emma Burquist. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Yeah. We're going to torch you with our voices. (laughs) Now, the US government will have you believe that all. We're going to be covering a Seinfeld season five episode. Are you doing like foghorn leghorn? Like- yeah, yeah, that's right. In fact, this is, the f- this is not the, f- this is not the first say. time that that has been specifically leveled yeah, at yeah. The, our the, southern accent. The Louisiana Bayou accent is, uh, is an obvious favorite. Um, we enjoy it on this season show. Season five episode. 19? <laughs> 20? You lost it on I 20 there. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. Like, yeah, fire. I think episode 20. The, the fire. The fire. <laughs> That's right. That is correct. If you're following along at home. Remember, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we, could, we could go in another direction. No. No, we, you know the rules. <laughs> we open with a bit. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so slow. Like it's just like a much slower like word per minute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like it takes forever to get anything out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's mm-hmm. a really good one. I mean, inevitably, that's a really good one. But that's still, I just, I just feel like I needed to just praise it because uh, it was really all right, good. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I think yeah, Emma, right, yeah, yeah. you have the same relationship with the Texas accent that I have with the Essex accent, which is the es- it's the accent that I grew up with, but it's not the accent I talk in. Yeah, and so yeah, if I switch yes, I mean, into it's... it, it really freaks people out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I. It, do, it, it does slow everything down when you do it. And it does come out occasionally when I've been drinking and I just kind of get like into the groove and I'm like, you know, I just start out. And then it's like, I start dropping my R's and like. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be amazing. careful dropping those R's. I don't have a. Yeah, <laughs> it R's. That's right. Um, and so uh, Jerry in this bit, he's, he's going in on saying that's had it far too easy for far too long. The concept of a birthday party. Um, he is not happy about not. birthday parties. He's taking a, a sort of Jehovah's Witness adjacent stance on the birthday party. <laughs> he is not. He's not enjoying it at all. Um, and his thing about the birthday party is that it's equally confusing to the young and the old. That as as both a small child and an old person, you have your birthday organised for you, and mm. people decide mm-hmm. who your friends are and bring them along. Yeah. Yeah, so your friends. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think like your first birthday party and your last birthday party are very similar. I think that's a pretty good observation. Yeah, so, so- yeah it's, it's one of my. I think it's a pretty good. Like you know, his his comedy in, in the openings is kind of hit or miss for me. I think this one's one of the better ones. Yeah, I mean, it, like, it does make me laugh. I like that these are your friends. Like, tell them thank you for coming to my birthday. You know, like you have to be directed. Yeah, I th- yeah, I th- no, I think it's I think it's pretty good. I think it's fine. It also has like. It has a kind of proper sort of beginning, middle, and end. He doesn't just like go mm-hmm. off on a kind of strange, strange wandering on his own. The yeah. You know what? Yeah, he stood up straight. He, he didn't take sentences. his dick out. <laughs> no, everything is everything makes sense. 
To be fair, on and some it does of the bits, they don't relate to the episode, it does which it doesn't episode, always yeah. do, which I always appreciate it when there's something sort of in the opening or closing bit that kind of goes back into what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we have, you know, we have a birthday party in this episode. So I'm, I'm watching works. Seinfeld for the themes, personally. <laughs> um, I love it when, you know, there's a strong, uh, you know, sim- symbolic art mm-hmm. throughout the episode. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, it's uh, it's an, it's basically a kind of very, very, very long televised novel. Mm. It's done in installments yeah. like Dickens used to. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to say it's quite a lot like Tolstoy. I, I'm always saying that Seinfeld is like Dickens. Yeah, yes, it is. Nice. Everyone's everyone's got everyone's got a daft name. Mm. There, there's a there's a small disabled boy who needs a Christmas goose, etc. Yeah, etc. Things of that nature. Who needs a Christmas goose? Tiny Tim, eh? In Dickens. Oh. Is it? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the little, the little mm. boy with crutches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I listened to a really good uh, program about the writing of A Christmas Carol. It was really interesting. It's what, what, in the writer's room? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they got an interview with Judd Apatow about what it was like in the writer's room on A Christmas Carol in his early days. <laughs> Just imagine just one of those like a, like an inside Hollywood type thing, but just about writing oh, a Christmas what? Carol, like, like one of those like, like, or, like, like kind of one of those production. like kind of oral history things, like they do occasionally from time to time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, like how we made Clueless. We, we were doing so much cocaine in the writers' room on a Christmas Carol. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Bob Cratchit is even a real name, but we made it work. Apparently, the reason that there's this kind of throwaway line that's like right at the end where it says Tiny Tim, who did not die, is because Dickens had forgotten <laughs> about the character, just like full stop. And because, um, and because people were like, tell us what happened to little Tiny Tim. And he's like, oh, Jesus. Right, okay, I've got to put something yeah, in about how he did not die. die. And that's I mean, why, to be fair, he like, had so many characters in his books. Yeah. Like, ju- I. Mm. And everyone's like related and has like a secret history that is slowly revealed. I would, I, I mean, I'm sure he had to take meticulous notes. Yeah, he was a he was a great administrator. Was was Dickens? Yeah. He's not going to go back and I read mean, his I, own book. Yeah, no, I it's I hate doing that. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> no one should have to do that. Like, it's no fun. No one should. No one should oblige me specifically to edit mm. anything. Yeah, the job is writer, no. not rememberer. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Like, That's why I wrote it down so I don't have to remember it. Keep up. A great thing is that by the time a book gets published, it's been so long since you wrote it that you really do kind of forget what happens. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And so people will be like, well, what did this mean? And be like, oh, that, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Have you, have you ever heard that? I don't know if it's apocryphal or not. The story about Raymond Chandler when they were, uh, they were filming, um, I think it was when they were filming The Big Sleep, but I can't remember. And it's one of the ones that has a very, very complicated, like multi-thread narrative, mm-hmm. and they sort of, and they basically got themselves up in, kind of in, in a muddle during the adaptation, and so they like sent a telegram to Raymond Chandler saying, "So wait, so who kills who kills the priest?" And he just telegrams back saying, "I have no I, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know." Um, so yeah, so that, I think that's the same thing. If some if like an editor asks me about something then i don't see why i'm expected to perform that kind of emotional labor that's not my job <laughs> my job is to put the words on the page and then once they're there they they really cease to be any of my business that's that's great i'm going to start i'm going to start putting that in emails yeah. this is emotional labor and i'm not going yeah, to be exactly. doing it. <laughs> exactly exactly just right. like a one word reply just no 
Thank you yeah. very much. Thank you very much for your edits, but um, no, just going to put yeah. that on the ground gonna, there. No, just going to step. You. We're going to step that and just move on. No, yeah, I appreciate you. your consideration. No, thank you. But no, actually, um, yeah. So Jerry, Jerry's not a fan of birthdays. He's um, not. We, we, this has come up before um, when he's tr- when he's like pretending to be really dark and disturbed for the hot Chinese mm-hmm. lawyer. Mm. He makes he makes his whole thing about how there's no such thing as a happy birthday. But I think he's accessing somewhere very real and dark mm. uh, in order to give his speech about how he hates birthdays. I think Jerry hates birthdays. I think so. He would definitely strike me as the kind of guy who you would never tell the waiter that it's his birthday, which I yeah. Mo- I feel like most people don't like that. They don't want someone to come over and, well, I guess some people like that. But like Jerry strikes me as someone like me who's like, please do not give me attention. Like that is yeah. like a nightmare to have a group of people come up and sing to you and have everyone in a restaurant look at you. It's, it's deeply embarrassing, isn't it? It's also, it is. It's also it really one of those- is. And then I feel uncomfortable. I feel bad for the waiters that are being like forced to perform. Mm. I feel bad. For, I feel bad for the waiters, but I, I do like the happy birthday. Phoebe's just there like, <laughs> yay. <laughs> birthday, yeah. birthday. I would just be like, hey, but- could you just like bring me the free, dessert yeah. and then silently, not do the rest silently. we will not like be this. singing yes. around the dessert no i, I like <laughs> well, that's, that's I like kind the of happy britain birthday. right because yeah. this is sort of an imported american tradition that has sort of made its way <laughs> like tooth and nail into british restaurants in the last 10 years but it's now but it's kind of like half the time i feel like if you told the waiters in a british restaurant that it was your birthday they'd be like okay no, it's been, no, no, no! It's been longer. Yeah, great, good than, for it's you. been longer than that. You used to get like you used to get the waiter singing "Happy Birthday" when you were when I was a little kid. If you're a, no, if you're a child, yeah. I'm talking about a doing child, it for an yeah. adult specifically. I'm sure I've seen it done for adults. Um, in fact, there's a scene in Bridget Jones's diary when they accidentally interrupt someone having the "Happy Birthday" sung to them. And that's at least twenty twenty years old. Oh God! Yeah, that's right. I'm bringing I'm bringing my research. This is my whole era. I've been waiting for this to come up. No, I like it. I like having a happy birthday song to me in a restaurant because I think it's the closest that I'll ever get to feeling like I am a sort of petty despot. Oh, yeah. You're, <laughs> you're wearing a full general's uniform yeah. for some reason. And my subjects All have of the been waiters are under, are under a pain of, got a, pain got of crown, death yeah. to sing to me. <laughs> Just like Idi Amin demanding the entire staff of ZZs in Hartford <laughs> sing happy birthday and then follow it with for he's a jolly good fellow. I mean, I think, I think <laughs> that, is, be trouble. that is reasonably close to my goal in life. <laughs> Well, Maybe you can't, not. You can't sing for he's a jolly good fellow these days. Maybe not EDM means specifically. <laughs> Who's the best despot? Who would you mo- who who would you most like to be if you're going to be a despot? Ooh. Like alive or dead? Is alive it- or dead? Anyone? Any despot? Mm. We can come back to that as a question. Oh, yeah, yeah, Castro a had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah Castro did Castro. have a lot of fun. Yeah. Gaddafi maybe. Yeah. yeah, Gaddafi. You don't want to go out like Gaddafi. Yeah. You don't want to no, go out like Gaddafi. Gaddafi but, but while Gaddafi was alive, he was—he had a sense of humor. He seemed to be having, yeah, he seemed to be having a good time. His thing about partitioning Switzerland at the UN—beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can't, I can't say fairer I mean, than that. The ultimate reply game: Switzerland is criticizing you at the UN. Show up with a map of partitioning it between uh, German, <laughs> Germany, Italy, and France. Incredible. Would you call Castro a despot? Yeah. What a loaded like a term. Borderline. I think yeah. I think despot. I, th- I think the despot as being a kind of a right wing. Yeah, I guess. I think there's a lot of like. I mean, I don't think you know. 
I think there are all, there are like a lot of attempts to color Castro one way or another from both sides. Mm. Um, I think the truth of it is probably somewhere in the middle, isn't somewhere it? Somewhere in the middle. I think probably he did, yeah, he did the, probably have a lot of people killed. But th- but then we're not calling him a despot. My, my question was a despot. How about Pinochet? What's your feeling on him? He had a very smooth face. Mm. I don't really know enough about Pinochet. Pinochet always strikes me as he was quite boring. Oh, I don't think I don't think if you were Chilean you would think he was boring. No, no, I don't. I don't mean that he was like boring in a sense of not being horrible. I just mean as in boring, boringly horrible. Personally, yeah. yeah. I don't think mm-hmm. he had an interesting life. Didn't do life. a lot of fun, crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Ceausescu. Oh yeah, a wife guy. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I'm a wife. You guy. know, they they have a Ceausescu bit on Seinfeld because he dates a Romanian gymnast. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's, kind of, that's, kind of, that's yeah. coming up. Uh, yeah, you can't say that for most network sitcoms that they have a Ceausescu yeah. bit. Mm. I love this show. Anyway, yeah. It's a good show. I love that he was overthrown because he went away for a bit and he left his wife in charge of the country and they were like, right, this is the last straw. Yeah, can't have, can't have a tart in charge of the country. No. We don't, we'll take it from him, but not from his fucking wife. Yeah, what she'll do is, with it. Yeah, She's no Evita. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Peron. That's yeah, a good despot. Right, yeah. Another very smooth face. Mm-hmm. Or uh, mm-hmm. Imelda Marcos, maybe. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People hate to see a girl boss winning. That's really the truth of it. <laughs> um, Was Imelda Marcos the original girl boss? The longest of the longest forum thread in the yeah. history of the girl boss forums. <laughs> the girl boss forums is a great concept. <laughs> Beauty through pain. That's, that's right. the that's the uh, that's the uh, Peron so way. On the wall at the gym. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. No pain, no gain. I'd I'd love it if the if the quotes on the on the wall at the gym were just slightly higher brow. That would be very funny. Like saying essentially mm-hmm. the same thing, but like <laughs> there is no beauty without pain would be like a funny thing. Beauty is truth, and truth beauty. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A big fresco of Narcissus. Yeah, sweat as your sweat as your fat crying, Socrates. That's right. My gym has like uh, a screen and it'll show like memes and it'll be like, sometimes you find inspiration, sometimes inspiration finds you. And it's like a guy being chased by a bear. I'm like, okay, that's, that's all right. I don't know that's what to bad. take from this. This is not legible <laughs> like, to me, but cool. There's a huge picture of Neymar up in my gym. Which is bizarre because Neymar is a footballer and there's nothing football related in the gym whatsoever. It's just like Neymar. He's probably been to a gym. Yeah, <laughs> probably, Pro- probably pretty at least healthy. A few times. Probably in pretty probably good. Probably works out. Probably in pretty good so, shape. They used to have a really big twenty-four hour fitness in South Austin, and it was entirely Lance Armstrong themed. Like oh. portraits of him on the wall, quotes of him everywhere. <laughs> and they had to like. Well, I mean that. I mean that did that did better than the Oscar Pistorius gym. It's just down the road. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you did you see that, that in Penny Mordaunt's video that there was um okay so at the moment told at, about this at the, at the moment um there is a uh, conservative party leadership contest happening mm-hmm. uh it's I've, yes it's, I've I've been forced to care about Britain it's, it's, yeah, 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 it's, yeah, yeah. it's, re- it's, re- it's really fun will be prime minister it's really fun the band the banter is nonstop um but one of the uh, one of the front runners is this woman called Penny Mordaunt. Who um, people keep saying like, oh my god, she's really hot, and it's like th- that's just because the rest of them are such freaks, right? So yeah, like, she's not hot at all. She's, she's not. She's like this is the thing, like, because like a bunch of people have just been like, oh yeah, this is like Milo's finest down. I'm just like, you don't know him at all. No, you have no idea what his what she's, his milf taste is. She's the kind of woman who I could see her plausibly being. 
Okay, well, let's right. leave that. Let's leave that, line so. of, <laughs> leave that line of inquiry for the for the time being. Um, I mean, how did they feel about Theresa May? What I I, I don't. No one oh, thought Theresa oh, May. Oh no no no! There was okay. a, there was an A N Wilson respected cultural critic A N Wilson article about how he wanted to fuck Theresa May. It's the worst <laughs> thing I've ever read. It is emblazoned on the interior of my skull. Oh, wow. I read this like six years ago. I will never forget it. <laughs> I I zip yeah, I, off her Gore-Tex trousers at the knee, kissing up her oh shit. No, it's so much worse. It's so just, much worse. It's this art, like, and there's this, and there's this like kind of picture with her like this kind of weird, you know, that sort of, that spe- mm. that spectator cartoon style with oh, her yeah. kind of done up as a kind of sort of BDSM iron lady. It's the worst. Oh, no, genuinely, no. genuinely horrible. Um, so. She's- no. So Penny is so, like Angela Merkel. I'm like they don't. I don't see them fucking no, exactly. at all. No, like no, I don't horrifying. think that happens. No. Uh, so Penny Mordant released a Mordant, uh, Mordo, Mordant, Mordant. Mordante. Um, so she, re- <laughs> she released. She released. She released a video um, which was supposed to kind of support her uh, support her candidacy. Uh, mm. She caught a lot of flack for uh, including an image of the uh, murdered by a fascist MP Joe Cox. Um, with this kind of right. oh, like you know, good ideas are not bipartisan. It's like oh, come on, man, that is fucked up. That's a fucked up thing to do. Whoa! And she also included the image of uh, this Paralympian, whose name is Johnny Peacock, who then said publicly, like, "Take me out of your video. Uh, I am. I don't yeah. want to be associated with you or your repulsive party." Which you know, absolutely <laughs> fair play. But and then somebody eagle-eyed said you know, what other Paralympian she has included in this video. And it's fucking Pistorius. And so presumably, like, her social media team or, like, her kind of, you know, her sort of video team, uh, her comms team, are, like, just about young enough that they just don't, don't know who he is or oh. don't or wouldn't recognize him by sight anyway and they it's would have just be like pretty young not to remember yeah but yeah. like if you google image search paralympian he's probably the first thing that comes up right. because yeah, he's no like doubt. famous like, par- like you know probably, for, probably the most like, for, like, fam- like famous like famous is not a value judgment in this in this regard like he's, he's probably famous. he's probably the most famous yeah. so he's probably the one that yeah. comes up you and they probably just stuck him in no you wouldn't want yeah. you wouldn't want to do a brand partnership with Pistorius yeah. and that's what our Penny Morden did anyway she's probably going to be our next Prime Minister so that's good wonderful yeah. what do you reckon Sunak well I, you know what I reckon Liz Truss is the dark horse here I think everyone thinks it's going to be Sunak because Sunak is like the obvious choice I would know? love it if it was Liz Truss I'm obsessed but with Liz Truss the thing is the Tory membership don't like Sunak no, that's true. They the, don't. The public would probably choose Sunak out yeah. of the candidates on offer, but I, I think that um, I think Liz Truss is more liked within the party, so I think it might be Truss, which, we, which is we deserve that as a nation. Well, we absolutely deserve Prime Minister Liz Truss in, in both in the positive and the negative sense. We deserve Prime Minister Liz Truss. Uh, Prime Minister Sunak would suck so bad. We deserve Liz independent women Liz pork markets trust all your ladies <laughs> all your ladies who are independent throw your hands up up at me trust yeah. we can cover her on our girl boss podcast <laughs> oh yeah no no she we, she has she has a multi-part episode dedicated to her oh yeah. welcome uh, welcome to the uh, round table where we'll be discussing the uh, conservative party leadership Contest mm. and that also right. this episode of Seinfeld, which we have managed not to start. Correct. Um, so we uh, we get Kramer and a- and Elaine and this other woman who works at the publishing company called Toby. Toby. Yeah, I'm afraid you're going to have to, um, as the uh, American on the show, I th- I'm afraid you are going to have to uh, 
uh, take responsibility for the fact that there is a woman called Toby on this. Yeah. So, okay. I, this is one of my favorite George episodes. Mm -hmm. Mm. It's a good George episode. Because it's a great George episode, but I don't watch it very often. And it's because Toby is so annoying. Yeah. She's very annoying. That it's, 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 and like, you know, well done to the actress because it's like she that's what she's supposed to be like but it's so difficult for me to get through her scenes Mm -hmm. because it's just it's just too much Mm -hmm. and it it's yeah but i mean she's great it's just yeah no no it's it's awful it is it is awful i like the idea that she had to do the whole thing in a kind of method acting sort of way and she just spent (laughs) the entire time she was filming just like maddening every single person that she met Really, 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 great. really great. Yeah, she is absolutely mad. We do, we do get that great sort of like Elaine imitation of her, yeah. which is good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, like every everybody is annoyed by her except for Kramer, who you know mm. is Kramer. So. Kramer is Kramer is a myster- is a mysterious creature. His his tastes mm-hmm. are his tastes are singular. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. He's a ma- well, yeah, I respect that about Kramer. You he, know? D- he doesn't make love. Yeah. He fucks hard. Yeah. That's that is correct. <laughs> he is the Christian Grey of yeah, the Seinfeld universe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's he's got his coffee table book about coffee tables. Mm-hmm, he makes mm-hmm. a joke about fitting legs to the book, so it folds out and becomes a coffee table itself. I think this is. I it. think this storyline is just is just terrific because yeah, um, it keeps going because not only does <laughs> not it keep going, it's one of the it's one of the most enduring threads in the entire show. Yeah. but it's also like it is so. Like it is so like it's like so kind of illustrative of um like just like the incredible philistinism of like so much mm-hmm. of like contemporary publishing and this is like thirty years mm-hmm. ago but like yeah. it absolutely it's like this is like the kind of the nineties equivalent of when you see like influencer books coming like influencer yeah. tie-in books yeah. coming out like it's the like it's it's the it's the it's like the same thing and it's I think really good that you have like the person who is like an actual editor who you know wants to work on proper material and wants to work mm-hmm, on proper projects mm-hmm. and she has been like cursed with the fucking coffee table yes. book about coffee tables mm-hmm. and i'm sure that just like yeah that like publishing companies now are just like absolutely full of like uh, yeah so i've got the fucking love island tie-in book yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that's what i'm gonna be working on <laughs> exactly love island, choose that's... your own shag venture that that uh one of the prior Love Island contestants that now writes romance novels. I don't know if she writes them or if it's just got her name on them, but I really hope she writes them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that too. would add. It'd be it'd be really good if she's actually just a terrifically talented author. And like, yeah, mm. they're actually really good. They're yeah. fine. They're fun people, beach people reads. Surprise you. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I I mean I romance writing that keeps the lights on in publishing, so I am all for <laughs> 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 like, that. Like seriously, like no, like I, you know, we're over here writing like lit fake that nobody buys, but I'm, those romance books, man, they're shooting off the shelves. And I love that. those women are prolific. They write like a book a year. It's mm. or, or or multiple books a year. I don't know how they do it. It's like I don't know when they sleep. Though, these mm. books aren't very good or difficult to write. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I haven't you, seen you, haven't you, seen you write one. Haven't seen you. Where's yeah, your yeah, romance yeah. Let's, novel, let's, Milo? Let's, let's not right. knock it because, like, I, I, it's they're all say they have a formula to them, but that's the mm. point. Like, you, yeah. it has to follow that formula, or it won't be included in romance. Like, there's very specific mm. genre rules mm. 
for romance. Yeah, there's so. there's definitely there's definitely a technical aspect to it. I'll say that because mm-hmm. I remember um uh one of one of my ex girlfriends um that storied of this show uh her she was from San Francisco and her best friend from growing up was another very wealthy San Francisco girl who decided to quit her job as a uh, corporate lawyer in San Francisco and move to South Africa to be a safari guide. Um, oh, that that's that's got a rancid energy. Oh yeah, it, it, powerful vibe. Right. Um, and yeah. while while she was there, she like I don't like her. She fell in love with this like white South like African her. safari guide I guy. I don't like it. I don't uh, like yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, this is just getting He was like the most like Vandermeer like parody white South African guy you could like. I once spoke to him on the phone. He's one of the stupidest people I've ever spoken to in my life. <laughs> like I was trying to explain to him what a pizza roll was. And he kept going, but that's not a pizza. And I'm like, well, I didn't. I'm not. I'm not contending to you that it is a pizza. I'm just. I'm trying to explain to you what it is. I didn't name it a pizza. I was like, yeah, but that's not a pizza. That's not what the pizza is. Because like, there's someone else I can speak to. Um, why were you, Why were you trying to explain to him? Because we were. We came back from a, a night out in San Francisco. In she was there, and he was in South Africa. And she called him for some reason, even though we were all three of us were together. And, and we were back at her place making pizza rolls because oh. um, we were drunk. And then she puts him on speakerphone, and then goes off to make the pizza rolls. So I'm left fucking talking <laughs> to this guy who I've never met. Um, and also, it's like it's like the middle of the day in South Africa because they're like I don't know what like ten hours ahead or whatever of California. I don't know. Um, and so uh, yeah, just an utterly bizarre conversation. Anyway, the point is, she <laughs> at one point announces to my girlfriend that she has written a romance novel. And it will not surprise you to learn that it is a romance novel about uh, an American woman who mm-hmm. goes to South Africa mm-hmm. to work as a safari guide oh. and falls in love with a white South African safari guide. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it Where one of the most? Where did she get the inspiration for this? I, I don't know. You know what? People have hidden depths. That's all I can say. <laughs> um, and so we find out about this while we're all doing cocaine in my apartment, and then and then and then I'm like, get get the manuscript, get her to email it to you. <laughs> So we do this, and I'm like, it's time for some control F, baby. Let's go. And then so my my ex is like very sweet, and she's like, control F, sex, no results. I'm like, no, no, no. You're, you're, no, 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 no. You're being like, an amateur. Yeah, like, yeah, that's give me the keyboard. Con- control yeah. F, thrust, 30 results. There yes. we go. There you go. You uh, got to look for member and... Uh... Mm, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of, the, some of the worst shit I've ever read in my life. But yeah. I, I wish I still had the manuscript because it was a joy. Which which of the kind of the, like the old style romance novelists was it that wrote like two books a year? Was it Barbara Cartland? Yeah, the, the, I mean, the, a lot of them do that now. Like the, the the old paperback ones that would come out, and they you know with the very which I wish they would bring these back. You know, the woman with the pirate on the cover. Mm. You know, mm. this yeah, like proper like, Mil- like like Mills and Boone. Yeah, yeah. just mm. just you know just beautiful you know ridiculous covers. I loved those. Um, but yeah, now they're a little bit more. A little bit more like mean, like I feel like people got embarrassed by those covers, so now they just kind of do like a something a little more standard. I don't think, you know, I don't think I've ever back. like read, uh, like read what could properly be described as a romance novel. Like I've read like Jackie Collins novels, but that's not quite the same mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Like Nora Roberts kind no. of stuff. Yeah. No, never. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe She's I should. Good. Well, you've read Fifty Shades Dan- of Grey. Daniel Steele. Daniel Steele is probably like God. Yeah, she writes an insane ones. amount of books. Yeah, yeah. Fifty Shades is not 
a romance novel. It's literary fiction. No. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I read an article about Danielle Steele once and it absolutely blew my mind. Just like every detail about that woman. I'm like, how is this person she's a real individual who amazing. exists? amazing. I love her. And she has this, uh, let's see if I can find it. She has this desk and her desk is like a giant stack of books. <laughs> like, amazing. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. I'll have to send it to you. Yeah, I want do. it so bad. I want to know some more stuff about Danielle Steele. Yeah. Um, um, anyway. I, there's like a Vanity Fair article about her. She She's written like 163 books. She has like nine books. kids. Mm. I don't she's, think I've she's, read 163 books. I, I mean, I've... She is one of the few people you meet who's written more books (laughs) than she's read. Yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, because that was an element in the article. She fully said, I write so many books, I don't have time to read any. Yeah, fair play. And I was like, this woman is Garth Marenghi. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I like her. Yeah. Uh, She's amazing. Do you think that Elaine has been put on the coffee table book as a punishment for destroying the relationship with the Russian great? Yeah, I think so because her. I like to Ooh. think. I like to think that it's like a kind of punishment task. She, uh, yeah, because her, she has that. You know, her boss doesn't like her very much and doesn't ever like her recommendations. And I think yeah. it is, yeah, sort of. Uh, I don't like you. I'm going to make you do this thing that you don't want to do. It's completely unclear how Elaine still has her job because she has she is fucked up right on a number of occasions <laughs> in several. <laughs> Several classic ways. Mm. Like, it's amazing that she kept kept her job after the after the baseball cap. Yeah, yeah. business. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah this mm-hmm. isn't Britain mm-hmm. where fucking up at your job is actively encouraged. Yeah, they've got and a- everyone is basically unfireable. Like legally, it's so difficult to fire mm-hmm. someone in this country. It's like the one yeah. part of our employment law that's actually like really pretty good. Like once you're yeah. like once you're on a job, there's very little that they can do about it. <laughs> yeah, you have to basically be, be caught on camera either getting your dick out or saying the n word, and if you don't do either of those two things, or organizing a dog fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is all true. that. Those are the three. Those are the three well, big no nos. Since health and safety came in. <laughs> yep. Since health and safety came in. Yeah, I used I used to I used to work with somebody who. Um, who had who'd got a who got a note from her doctor saying that um doing a large part of the job that we were all hired to do uh just made her really anxious so um <laughs> so she basically so the way the way that this particular job was structured is that every every editor had sort of 20 or so uh academic journals that they managed and like a few of these were uh, managed by external project managers. A few of them were kind of half and half you and half and half project managers. And maybe like like 10 to 12 of them, you just had to manage them like all yourself. Mm. And she got this note from her doctor saying that managing them herself was just, you know, just un- unduly stressful and caused her undue anxiety. So they gave her 20 entirely project managed journals. Her, her work her work day was finished by like 9.30 in the fucking morning. And so she didn't have anything else to do. So she would just like wander around the place, bothering other people and pretending to faint. Um, that was like her big thing. And every oh. time she pretended to faint, they had to get an ambulance out for her because like just in case this was the one time oh. she wasn't faking. And every time they were like, yeah, no, she's faking. <laughs> but there was nothing that anyone could do about it. Like they, we were just stuck with her, and it also meant Imagine that she's <laughs> calling the ambulance. Is it the fainting target? Yeah. Is it is yeah, it, is it the right. fainter? Yeah. But you know, you you don't understand. Okay, that like, we have I'm, to I'm, get you out. I'm kind of obsessed with this woman. This is an amazing grift. Like, oh yeah, no, 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 no,
for this uh, for this grift that she uh, that she had running, if it didn't mean that because she refused to do a kind of the lion's share of her work, it meant that that work then got like parceled right, out just to right. the rest of us. And if anyone said, "I've got, I'm like a little bit snowed under here," can she not? Can she not take one? No. like one no, of them she'll faint. and then our supervisor was just like mm, i'm afraid it's gonna make her anxious and it's like what do you think happens when she's anxious she's not a f- she's not a mogwai she's not gonna turn into a horrible beast she'll just get a bit anxious it's fine make her anxious i don't care We're all I anxious. Don't fucking anxious. Yeah. yeah i don't work in offices anymore can you tell yeah, yeah. I bet that woman still it does, does not. Though. It's not suited for one of my temperament. It's not suited for one of Elaine's temperament either. Like her, yeah. like her dislike of this woman, surely for her, for her cheeriness yeah. and positivity, is not only very relatable, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's it definitely suggests that someone someone who would be much happier uh, with yeah. a freelance job. Absolutely. <laughs> say. It, it happens to me literally all the time that someone will come at me with something like oh yeah sorry today i'm just really stressed out about this and then name something that i'm stressed out about literally every day of my yeah. life and i'm like wait is that sorry are you just is experiencing that, not, that yeah. once is mm. that this is an event for you experiencing that and i get such a window into what some people's lives are like oh my god like so many people who are just like like who describe like what they think of as an insanely busy day and I'm just like, this is just... Yeah, it's just a Tuesday. This is just an adult yeah. life. I don't I don't understand what you're talking about. Yeah. Captain, it's Wednesday. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Kramer informs Jerry that he's bringing Toby, the uh, annoying laugher, to uh, Jerry's important show. And he's like, fine, just keep her in line. This is the thing. At least Kramer, obviously the most annoying character, but he also is the one who like most follows his heart. Mm-hmm when it comes to romantic relationships. Yeah. And he also can always explain what it is he likes about someone. Yeah. The rest of them can't. Right. The rest of them are kind of operating on this kind of, on this sort of insane uh, sort of paradoxical, uh, sort of perverse logic about everyone they come across. Mm-hmm. But Kramer's just like, oh, I really like that she laughs a lot. I really like her relentless positivity. That's something that I find attractive. I don't know, I like it. I think with Kramer, they're just, he's just always, he's just doing nasty shit in the bedroom, you know. He's like, yeah, you don't understand what I like about her. Oh, yeah, no, he's disgusting. Oh, he's absolutely. Yeah. But he's all, he is the yeah. most honest out of all of them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he puts his money where his mouth is. Mm-hmm. You can't imagine Jerry doing that. No. 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 Well, and, yeah, I mean, Jerry, absolutely the thing is, like, you know, they, they lie to one another and they lie to themselves. But Kramer is just always, like, he, you know, he has he has no need to do that. He has no need for, like that kind of subterfuge he's always just sort of i mean he'll try and do scams and stuff but like he's always completely upfront about what he's trying to do Mm, yeah exactly yeah Yeah. he's not party to their human concerns Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and so then we get the cafe uh george is uh with his uh new girlfriend and her child (laughs) who you never actually see right yeah he's always under the table or yeah yeah, you never you never see Mm -hmm. him Mm But this is made this is made funnier because the, he's under the table, like licking the floor and like kicking George's legs and stuff. But in the prior scene, Jerry has said, like, yeah, you should see George being like yeah, with this kid. Being a he's really great, great like potential kid. stepfather yeah. to this kid. He's so great mm. with this kid. And then you show him and then they and he's shown not being so great <laughs> with the kid. Yeah. Um and he's just getting very frustrated. To be fair, I would be getting very annoyed by this kid. Yes. I, I think it's it's a bullshit societal obligation to pretend that people's kids aren't annoying. Mm-hmm. When they usually are, and if your kid's annoying, it's your fault. Sort it out. Well, but I mean, uh, kids are just kind of annoying. Like they, they don't, you know, they have a lot of energy. 
And like, they're not, they don't, they're not just, I mean, depending on the kid, they're usually not just going to sit there and be quiet like an adult, you know, they're going to be under the table looking stuff. The other day there was a child um, who was sitting in, his mother was like parked outside the house. I think they were, she was just like looking up something before she drove off. And she was letting the kid just like lean on the horn. <laughs> and this is at like 6.30 in the fucking morning. And like, oh. and it, and she was sort of just like looking kind of calmly yeah. ahead, like looking at her phone. Like, I'm like, they don't, they don't hear, hear it. This? No, they don't hear it. Do you, yeah. Do you hear it? Maybe they just don't. Yeah. Really parents are just, regularly. yeah, they have a different filter for that kind of thing. You know? I, I, like you know, you know what else? I'm not like it's gonna make me sound like so incredibly elderly, but I don't give a shit. Um, this like piercing squealing that children do. Mm. This seems to me to be a new thing that children do now. I don't remember the other kids doing that, doing the squealing. Well, I think people when I was, from when I was little, people used to hit kids a lot more. We yeah, don't. We don't do that. And you know what? It solved a lot of problems. <laughs> All right, Richard Littlejohn. Right. Like fucking hell, it <laughs> solved a lot of problems. I, regu- I regularly see kids doing things that if I'd have done them as a child, yep. like I would be dead yep. and my mother would be in prison. Mm-hmm. Like that's no, that's one. <laughs> like that's the outcome that would have been of me doing that. You've got the full McCann treatment. If you- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Two in the back of the head, drop me in the ocean somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know that would have been the, the full McCann. <laughs> Take that out. Take that out. No, take that out. We'll get sued. We'll get sued. Check it out. <laughs> sued by who? I don't know. She's got. She's got. You know, shark eyes. <laughs> she's out for the out for the cash. She wants our Patreon like, I, money. <laughs> no, the more fun implication is that it it was an intruder who intended to just kidnap her and raise her as his own, but found her so annoying that he was. Like, I've got to kill this kid. Fucking hell. Um, there you go. Right. I, I know. I don't. I don't, I don't get it. Like, because I was. I was. I was fantastically well behaved as a child, mm-hmm. and that is because I was surrounded at all times by endlessly admiring adults. So there was absolutely mm. no need for me to act out ever. It's mm. weird. This doesn't come across. I know. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? It's you weird. were an only child. Oh no! Mm. No, I mean, oh. yeah, like mm. obviously, but also I was also special. Of course. Yeah. I was a special um, little cherub. Uh, <laughs> Elaine's discussing a promotion she might be getting. I'm a and... special little cherub now. Mm-hmm. That's right. Obviously. Yeah. yeah, good. Glad we got that covered. Pretty, pretty That's princess. right. There's a promotion going at. You are quite cherubic. There's a promotion <laughs> going at work. Uh, Toby comes into Elaine's office and is discussing it and saying how Elaine will probably get it. And then Elaine sort of offhandedly says, maybe you'll get it. And then Toby's like, oh, yeah, maybe I will. I hadn't thought of that. And then this is always Elaine, uh, classic Elaine energy here. Um, of course it annoys her like yeah. she's not supposed to say that she's supposed to say like no it'll definitely be you yeah. she is not look, she may be enthusiastic but she is not correctly observing the rules of engagement mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. right you're not supposed People to be like, like well it could be chaos. me you just said it could be me and it's like that's you just said you just said it yourself yes, no yes, no yeah. absolutely not I don't think mm. so I don't think so lady so much yeah. of Seinfeld People is who ignore yeah, people who aren't following the societal norms and like responding how they're supposed to yeah. respond and it's Frustrating. Yeah. This is Larry David's whole thing. It's rules. like you're not doing this right. Oh no, they no, they're written. They're written. They're written on the wall. Mm-hmm. Bibi wrote them down just the other day. <laughs> Off the ladies' bathroom. Why do you think we spend so long in there? We're brushing up on the rules. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Women spend a long time in the bathroom humor. <laughs> That's just what to, I'm doing. Just to, save, just to save time in the nightclub toilets, it's like actually printed on the wall, like, you're too hot for him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you look great. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
He's probably just You're intimidated by He'll you. Regret this. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty more where he came from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just go in the men's toilet. There's loads of them. <laughs> the thing is, is that he's just really unhappy. Mm-hmm. He's just really unhappy. That's true. Yeah. To be fair, that <laughs> with quite your of- ugly ass. That quite often is the yeah. is the truth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, yeah. Mm-hmm. If he's dumping you, odds are. No, that's not the. No. <laughs> he doesn't get it. It's fine. Yeah, he, does, he doesn't. He doesn't get it because he hasn't read the rules. There that's we go. That's right. Yeah. Um. Uh. Kramer takes Toby's Jerry's gig. Uh. She's very, very excited. Mm. Like overexcited. I don't want it. So I don't want to impugn what goes on in ladies, mm. ladies lose in in nightclubs. Mm. It's it's good. It's a good. It's wholesome. A good, it's a yeah. Good it's a very supportive. Thing. Drunk women are extremely yeah. supportive and kind. Drunk women are, so, are like the kindest people yes. on earth. Like you want to see like what actual feminist practice looks mm-hmm. like. You go into a ladies' bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what is actually happening. That's like that's like grassroots yeah. organizing. That, that is aid. solidarity. That is that it is, is, it is that solidarity. Is lifting one another up. I remember I remember when I did my first uh, big stand up show, like after stuff reopened after the pandemic, and when you were definitely there, but I can't remember if it was you told me this or it might have been Emma who told me that went into the it was like chaos because there was like a huge fucking piss up going on like in another part of the venue, mm. and so like everyone who wasn't at my show was just absolutely fucking hammered. And they went to the toilets and then like some girl had like dropped her earring in the toilet and had like fallen in trying to retrieve the <laughs> earring. And like a bunch of other women in the toilets were like hauling around, like drying her off. <laughs> it was like nature is healing. To be clear, that woman was not me. I would like to make that abundantly, no, <laughs> abundantly clear. Uh, yeah, like I remember I remember years ago, um I was I was I was out I was out for the evening. Um I just had a very nasty breakup. And um and I was sort of you know holding was holding my head high you know hair toss check check my nails baby how you feeling etc you know I needed to go and brush up on the The you're too good for him etc yeah I needed to go to the ladies' toilets and have a look at the have a look at the rules Mm. and unbeknownst to me this bloke was going to be there and he was there with um with the next person who he was who is seeing oh, and I was no. like I can't I am I'm not feeling strong enough to face down the situation so I went and hid mm-hmm. in the lose obviously mm-hmm. like any grown up right. woman does mm-hmm. and uh like got talking to another girl in there um and she said like she said oh you're all right you look you look a bit mm. and I said yeah you know just, my, my ex is out there with his, with his with his new girl and she said right you wait right here and to this day I don't know what it was she did but she went into one of the stalls and she seized one of the giant things of loo paper <laughs> off the wall. You know, like the ones where you have to like open yeah. the big plastic thing in order mm. to get it out. She like she yanked it off the wall, and then she like strode out of the <laughs> of the bathroom carrying this thing of loo paper. And I ne- I didn't see her again for the rest of the night. To this day, I don't know what she did out there, but it was something, and I will always remember and appreciate her for it. Wow. Was she, she going to go like toilet yeah. paper? You met, you met your fucking ex? Batman. <laughs> I met Batman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She had to go and change into her costume. <laughs> into her toilet paper mummy costume. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to vacate the club by pretending there's a mummy on the loose. <laughs> yeah. Also, by the time I left the bathroom as well, um, he and this girl had gone as well. So she must have done something. Because mm-hmm. she yeah. asked me what he looked like before oh, she, <laughs> before him out she went. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Shouts out to that That's woman. Girls' toilets. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Jerry's doing his set about you know how men use the remote differently to women when they're watching TV. Men don't want to know what's on TV; they want to know what else mm-hmm. is on TV. 
Um, and then and then she's like this laughing. This is not a good observation. Yeah. It's not that men mm-hmm. want to know what else is on TV. It's that they scroll too quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Men scroll too quickly, and mm. I and I is this also on the mirror in the women's? I <laughs> simply do not. He probably scrolls too quickly anyway. <laughs> that um that they that men have fast enough like kind of like not just like hand eye coordination but like brain eye coordination yeah. that they I, are able to see everything they're just scrolling past no they're not looking no. they're just scrolling yeah. and he i mean jerry does have a, a sort of funny observation which is like men hunt and women nest which is like I, I don't think it's one of his best bits but you know it's it's mildly amusing and like i do like he it's, it's very nice yeah it's very 90s and he asks yeah. elaine you know like that's funny right and she's like i don't know <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But for some but, reason, but, but this like was <laughs> this very much offends Toby, who yeah, who starts heckling him. She starts booing and hissing. What? Yeah, she, yeah, but she's also but she's and hissing. Also saying like she's also heckling by because this is important to note that there is such a thing as positive heckling. Yes. She does that she's as well. Being, but she's like, yeah. oh, oh yeah, You're really, so really, right. really. You're so right. That's so funny. It's just like you, you know, this woman needs to. That yeah. that is the worst thing in the world yes. as well. If you're next mm. to somebody at a show who like who voices their mm-hmm. appreciation, they don't laugh. They like repeat bits that they yeah. like, and there's or they go, uh huh, <laughs> yeah, absolute no, shut the fuck up. And there's some good like muzzles on you crowd reaction shots in this where it's like very obvious that everyone is is like very annoyed by how loud she's being yeah. and she's talking and, and you know just kind of like everyone looking over their shoulder like who is this insane person? My director was telling me the other day that she was listening to a recording of a preview of my show that I did with my producer who is another stand-up comic and there's this bit of the show it's only like a two-minute joke that she doesn't think is very good and she was like and then I turned and she was like and he was laughing throughout this joke and then she's like, and then he turned to me and went, do you see what he's doing? <laughs> she's like, I see what he's doing. That's not the point. That's, that's very good. No, no, no. Yeah. That's, 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 a, that's a good response. Yeah. A um, lot, lot of respect for her. It doesn't uh, make much sense why she objects to that bit particularly. Yeah. Because she must be able to see that this is a kind of men do this, women do mm-hmm. this bit. Mm-hmm. Because that's very much my where it's going. And she's like, yeah, this is so, so true. So why is it? only the punchline that she finds objectionable and offensive you know it's not super clear except you know later as elaine says she's deranged <laughs> okay yeah she's deranged okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she's supposed to be very annoying yeah, yeah i, I did get that the, um, but yeah. she could still be cons- consistently annoying mm-hmm. she could have yeah. a coherence to her annoyingness yeah um and then and then jerry is uh after the gig he's like confronting kramer about this and he literally says what's the deal with yeah, that? <laughs> yeah. i'm like, i wanted to hit the big he said it yeah, he said yeah. it yeah <laughs> what's the deal um and then she comes out and he's like you it's booed the activation and phrase <laughs> that's right yeah and he's like you boo and hiss at puppets no, yeah it's like you poop out you what is it yeah you hiss it uh what was the line i can't remember but I can't remember what the line is. I'm just thinking about snakes when you're saying hello. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah, they like it. Hello, hello, Mister. I say hello, Mister Snake, because um, I'm, I'm polite. Yeah, a, a snake being into being like it's actually an offensive stereotype that hissing is a negative thing. <laughs> it's a positive thing for us, and also a negative thing depends on the tone. It's really the only noise we can make as snakes. Oh, there it is. You boo at puppets. You hiss at villains in silent movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, would, it would be alarming if a snake was like, 
That, that would be. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Barking snake. <laughs> there you go. That's the kind of highbrow bit we do on this show. Yeah, I just like to make, just like to like, like to bark from yeah. time to time. George is at this kid's birthday party. He has a run in with the clown. Is that what you so hung up on Bozo the clown mm. for? Yeah, that's a whole bit from earlier when he's yeah. trying to persuade when he's trying to persuade the woman and her kid to get Bozo the clown, right. and she's like, "Bozo's out now." Yeah. Well, Bozo um, was popular. She's still yeah. getting a traditional clown. Yes. She is, yeah. But I like, but I, I like how it like portrays the kind of very specific kind of hermetically mm-hmm. sealed world of like parents and kids that like anyone from outside of it will say will like give what they think is a helpful suggestion but anyone who's kind of yeah in, like immured like inured in the in like the culture is just like no yeah. like what, what are you talking are you about kidding me you well, want him to get bullied because like bozo was a clown from like george's childhood you know so that like yeah, he's not exactly. he, he was on he had like a tv show He's a very scary looking clown. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Bozo. Like he's I I don't think I've ever seen Bozo the clown. Yeah, Google. It's to. like he's very he's like got this orange hair and it, it was from like, I don't know, the sixties or something, but it was really scary oh, looking. God, oh no, yeah. he's horrible. Yeah, I don't he's, like he's him. Really no, scary, I don't like he had, him. It was like a kid's show. So but this is something that George would have watched when he was a kid. So it's like obviously not still oh, yeah. around, which is why the kid's oh, like, Who's Bozo? Oh, I, and Oh, I don't like him um, at all. Eric the Clown, new which is the new one. Known for playing Bozo the Clown yeah. dies at 89. I like the Fair idea that Bozo the Clown is a sort of a character who could be played by many different... <laughs> well, yeah, because well, it's usually the name of the clown goes with the like outfit that they've made. I don't know, and then it's like, yeah. that's the... I don't, there's yeah, that ma- there's that, like that rules for clowning, there's different types of clowns. It's a very, it's a very interesting subculture, actually. <laughs> I really despise clowns. Yeah, a lot of people. Like, yeah. I don't fear them, but I do despise them. Yeah, it's they are just kind of scary. Like they're just not. I really don't understand what yeah. the entertainment value of a clown is, and I don't think I, this is what I find implausible about this bit. It's that you pretty would have funny a, when someone's got long shoes. <laughs> interesting. That's pretty fun to me. That's funny. But then again, I have a much more sophisticated sense of humor than you, so maybe that's why you don't get it. Yeah. It's probably a bit. Bit intellectual, uh, yeah, for you. Um, but yeah, uh, why having a clown at a children's birthday party in the mid nineties mm-hmm. strikes me as bizarre. I feel like in the mid nineties, kids were like, "No, maybe they make balloon animals." Yeah, yeah. I went to a par- I've been to I went to parties when they, around that. Yeah, kind of they time. would have. I feel like our parties they would have um, not clowns, but more like magician kind of things, and they would do the the, the like balloon animals and things like that. There yeah, were a yeah, magician I could see where I saw that, or they would do the scarf thing or like yeah, yeah. i remember what well, i remember once being a kid being at a kid's birthday party and the clown <laughs> told some like told some kid in like an undertone that like his favorite snack was children and this kid got really upset but he didn't <laughs> say it loud enough for anyone else to hear so like the mum of the like the kind of birthday kid just thought this kid was like being whiny and causing trouble it was really funny <laughs> Amazing. That's great. That's that's a good energy. Is it? I love to be a clown who hates children. Yeah. Like that's a fun. I imagine fun if guy. you were a birthday party clown, you probably would get to hate children yeah. pretty quickly. And I mean, yeah. this, like, I don't mind children because I have very little contact with them. This clown in the show doesn't seem. He's, he's kind of an angry clown. He's not that. It's, it's, he it's, it's actually. Seem, he doesn't John, seem John in Favreau. love with his job. I don't job. know if you guys noticed, but it's <laughs> John Favreau. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, I, I don't know Bozo. I don't yeah. know Bozo. Like, and he's like. 
what are you hassling me for? Like, this isn't, this isn't my life. I just do this for work. Like he's not, he's not like dedicated to clowning. This is just, you know, I, I do a podcast about Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting though. Cause there is like, there is a strong thematic through line about like what the boundaries are between your work and your life. Yeah. Like what, like what counts as like just your job mm-hmm. like what is an appropriate way mm-hmm. to behave in somebody else's workplace like what is like it's it's it, it have you been to l'academy Golier? it's you know, got some it's got some it's got some worker work relation theory in it which again is not something mm-hmm. you necessarily expect to see in a network sitcom mm-hmm. no that is that is true no i think but yeah clowns are like whereas a magician sort of makes i mean as much as i abhor magicians <laughs> oh see i like magicians we've had this conversation before <laughs> i love i love magic yeah. i love magic tricks <laughs> That's pretty and much all magic is. And therefore... You can't like magic and not like the tricks. Yes. Okay, first of all, some of them are just magic. That's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right. So... Yeah. It's real. Like not all of them do tricks. Some of them do tricks, but How some of it is... How did that coin is, get in my ear? Yeah. Answer me that. Yeah, some of it is... Some of it is real. And you can't like the product without having some respect for the mm-hmm. purveyor. There's a lot of... For the there's a lot of showmanship <laughs> For the magic monger. I, I don't always... Yeah. Like, it wouldn't be my first choice of entertainment, but I think you have to respect the amount of work that goes into it and, like, mm. what they yeah. can do. It's pretty impressive, you know? Also, yeah, I am like- super dumb, so, like, even quite a shit easy trick is, like, mm. it's I, yeah. so incredible pre- for me. I'm I just pre- like, oh, my God, what do you do? Oh, fuck, I can't work it out. I prefer the the smaller tricks, like the card tricks or, like, yeah. little things like that mm. where it's, like, sort of more, more intimate. Because, like, when it's up on the big stage and they're doing this all the body and half, I know it's just, like, a big contraption with mirrors and shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it, it, it kind of removes the mystery of it. But when it's just, like, doing the sleight Sorry, of hand what, what, kind of thing. What, what do you mean? Contraptions <laughs> with mirrors? I don't... Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> when it's... What sh- what sh- what, yeah. When, what she mean, when you're Milo? watching someone get cut in half for real. And then put no, that they're, together. They're, getting, they're yeah. getting cut in half for real. I, lo- I love going to the Saudi Arabian Magic Act. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, so, <laughs> um, no, but the thing about magic, right, is that as much as I, I don't personally care for it as a form of entertainment, I will accept that it is a form of entertainment, yeah, right? I would go mm-hmm. to a magic show if and, I didn't think people would find out and make fun of me. Yeah, they would. Um, <laughs> just confirming that for you now. Um, there is an element of, you know, there is an actual, there was an entertainment being performed. Mm-hmm. But a clown is just like, oh, it's a weird guy. Would you like to hang out with a weird guy? I'm a podcaster. Yeah. I, I mean, they... Exactly, <sighs> literally. It's my profession. It's my profession. Yeah, I mean, my only experience with clowns is like, I, I don't know, the Cirque du Soleil, so sort of like the weird French clowns. <laughs> but like, Oh, well, they're the worst kind. Oh, the, 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 the clowns who are like, I'm sad because my yeah. father committed suicide and <laughs> I'm like, displaying like this to interpret him. I because I like the acrobatics of it. But yeah, the, the clown sure. is like a very sort of weird part. Je suis pas un clown. Je suis un clown. Je suis un artiste. Désolé. That's right. That's how they... Sad. Yeah. Um, that's correct. <laughs> I don't um, remember the French for happy. Uh, it's probably significant. Uh, oh yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Parce que j'ai une maîtresse. 
Oh yeah, this is funny. <laughs> yeah, this is Everyone's gold, baby. This. <laughs> Parce que les chaussures long. Long. <laughs> nothing. Très long. <laughs> Très long. There's nothing children yes, like more that- than. <laughs> Yeah, though this is what I should. This is what you should have at a kid's birthday party. Just like get in a kind of French Sad clown, French clown like, smoking. Who like, in, mm. yeah, exactly, and like insists on like the kind of you know the storied history, history and artistry of clowning. Mm. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, right. So <laughs> get Pierre himself to yell your shit at the kids. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. Um, so there's a, there's a fire in the kitchen at kids' birthday party, and George <clears throat> basically charges out of the house screaming fire and knocks over like some kids and kids his girlfriend and an old woman with a walker and an old lady. Yeah, mm. he, get, he gets he to the door right first, out. and yeah, just basically tramples everyone and his need to get out of the. And then they're interrogating him, and he's like, "Look, I'm the leader. I was leading the way. If it's, I were to die, all hope would be it's lost." It's just so classic, George. Just the like, why? Why were you in it? You know, like you you were you know stepping on us and and you know shoving us out of the way, seemingly, seemingly, you know. But yeah. he, you know, he's coming up That's with these explanations. <laughs> like I was, I was trying to keep people low to the ground. I I was trying to get the to the door first so I could lead us out. Just you know, just classic George. Yeah. Trying he's to, like, like he's ma- he's masterful in his so explanation. He's so good, and then I just love the bit with the the fireman being like, "How do you live with yourself?" It's just it's not easy. 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 But he's such a quick thinker. Yes. He should be like he should be a litigator. Well, that's the thing. It's like when when he's lying, life. he like he is so he's so smart. He's the smartest man in the world when it comes to like coming up with excuses. He's just yeah. not bright in any other way. I, can't, I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't judge him for this. Uh, I don't think anyone knows how they'd actually respond to a yeah. <laughs> to a real emergency. But it's yeah, yeah. it's quite a minor fire. It's yeah, quite it's, a minor, but, it's he, but he doesn't know he that doesn't, yeah. at the time. He just hears someone say fire. No, he no, discovers he fire. fire. Yeah, and then he just oh, does yeah. he? Okay, he okay. It. No, maybe I can judge. It's just judge like a, it's just like a, a stovetop fire. Oh. But I mean, as Jerry says, you know, like so, you think that women and children first is an antiquated notion in this day and age. And he's like, yes, I should well, be. I should be commended for you know treating everyone equally. George Costanza is a uh, letter but not spirit of the law feminist. Yes. That is what we. That Absolutely. is what we learn. That is what we learn from this. <laughs> but a stovetop fire can get out yeah, of control very seriously. Like you can get you can get a forest fire just from someone you know like dropping a cigarette. cigarette. Yeah. No, it can, but you're not at the point where you've noticed it while it's still confined to the stove. You're not going to not get out of the house before it is engulfed mm-hmm. in flames. Like that's not a possibility. It's a possibility. Well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, fireworks. It's George. George is not mm. brave. <laughs> He's, he's, no, he's going yeah, to run. Yeah. Are you suggesting that some of these characters may have been exaggerated for comic bit, effect? A little bit, I think. Uh, uh, okay, interesting. I'll, I'll bear that in mind the next time I watch Seinfeld. Um, so George and Jerry are discussing this in the cafe, um, and then Jerry is talking about how he got a bad review from the reviewer who was coming to his show basically because of how he didn't like handle the heckling properly. And he was like, I was only holding back because of Kramer. And then George is like, you should go and heckle her at work. And of course, this being Seinfeld, Jerry is like, this yes, is a, this I is a will. Good idea. Yes, absolutely. I, Isn't this the I'm ultimate gonna take comedian George's revenge? advice, which is, I don't know how many times that's a plot point <laughs> that goes wrong. A man has <laughs> just been dumped <laughs> for trampling <laughs> a child and an old lady. Maybe not the best advice. Take either. George's advice. Although, having said that, I think that this is the originator of. Oh, shouldn't a comedian just go to your place of work mm-hmm. and like 
and watching it now this feels like a kind of it feels like almost like a kind of hack sort of point of narrative mm-hmm. but I also but I think they invented it I think this is like the first mention of like well maybe I should just come down to your office and yell at you right. why don't you yeah. go down to where she works, works and yeah. knock the sailor's dicks out of her mouth <laughs> yeah for yeah. example yeah that's in the kind of the blue version that they only showed after time. 11 o'clock yeah. Yeah. Um, Seinfeld yeah. blue is a funny bit that would, that would be good. Seinfeld doing a kind of whole dice clay, I was fucking this bitch <laughs> bit as his opener. Like, that would be funny. Oh, I was fucking this bitch. I, no, I, I, that, no, no. I can't even. I hate that. Yeah, it would be, <laughs> That'd be horrible. It's yeah. just the wrong tone. <laughs> I don't want to hear Seinfeld. And uh, here's the thing about <laughs> yeah, when you're fucking like, this bitch. No, 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 no. <laughs> it'd, like, it'd, like, it'd be like watching your dad do, like, really, you know, blue stand-up. Like, it just... Oh no no I wouldn't, wouldn't I wouldn't care for imagine that. Imagine being one of Dice Clay's kids. Oh, Does Dice Clay have any kids? I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Let's find out. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. And then basically, yeah, he goes and heckles her at work. Mm-hmm. She finds it very stressful, and he's like, "You gotta be able to take it. <laughs> You're never <laughs> gonna be able to take it if you want to make it in this business." Although, when she says like, "If you can't handle someone heckling, then you're not gonna get very far," she is like, she is sort of correct. He is a professional yeah. comedian. He gets like he, you know, he he tours all around the country. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, he's getting TV work. He should be able to handle a stray heckler. Yeah. If he can't, then maybe he's in the wrong business. That's, I mean, yes, yeah, she does have this a point. This is now pro-Toby. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think, um, and he probably could have. But again, like like he says, I was holding back for Kramer. Um, I think that's yeah. a cop out. I, think so I don't believe that, yeah. him. Yeah, I think he. I think he freezes. I, yeah. I think he genuinely yes. freezes. I think a, a true, a true satire of what a, like a seasoned club comic would do is that if their if their friend's girlfriend was doing that, they wouldn't be able to hold back. Like the training would kick mm-hmm. in. Like it's like those guys who like you know they've come back from the war with PTSD and they just <laughs> react to everyday situations really inappropriately. Yeah. Like you have the same thing with sound. Like if someone if someone's heckling you on stage, it just it just like the worst shit you can think of just comes out of your mouth, you know. Yeah. And um, also, this is I mean, Kramer's only seen her a couple times. You know, this isn't like yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not as like as so yeah. I do th- I do think it's a. Uh... An excuse. Yeah, let it let her rip, Seinfeld. Yeah. I know, I know, it's his girlfriend, but I'm going to treat her as though she's a stag do from the Wirral. I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> from the Wirral. I don't know. That was just the Specific. first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> Wearing t-shirts that say "We're from the Wirral." They yeah. make they make them wear that. It's actually a real affront to civil liberties. <laughs> it's a it's a tourism board. Thing. Uh, they are they are relentlessly marginalised by Liverpool City Council, the people of the Wirral, and I, I don't think it's very funny actually. I'm not getting these references. <laughs> uh, it, they, it, they are they are England specific references. You don't yeah, need to get the them. The Wirral it's is fine. like a suburban area okay, outside okay. Liverpool. <laughs> it's like yeah, the yeah. Wirral. The world, yeah. yeah and it's, places it's not, in Britain don't sound real. This yeah, is a well it's not covered. Some, it's not yeah. something that we've made up just to just to make fun. I of wouldn't Americans. know. <laughs> yeah, like uh, every time you say a place name or like pretty much anything which you think of as a kind of perfectly regular UK thing. Mm-hmm. Like the other like the other day, I went on um, I went on a a, a show as a guest, and uh, we were talking about poor magazines, and I mentioned this magazine this this magazine that used to exist on, in the UK called Razzle and both hosts were Australian and they were just like oh wait no sorry is that a real thing and I was like yeah no no there's a porn magazine called called Razzle and they're like that is the most stupidly British thing I've ever heard in my entire life I was like yeah but it's like it's fine it's just it's Razzle okay. it's on the I, it's, yeah but <laughs> but it's a, it was a real 
you don't need to take that from australians okay (laughs) yeah exactly that's right yeah like how many abbreviations does one language need come on now country i don't have to take take that bullshit where are you getting this they're just i mean you've heard what they call a blowjob like my god what do they call a blowjob? Oh, they call it, oh, it's like something ridiculous, like a gobble or something. Oh, a blosser. It's just, a blosser. Rid- they have the most ridiculous slang. Yeah. They do, they they do, do. have, but, uh, you know, a, a joyous, a joyous people. My, my favorite British, British poor mag of days gone by is, of course, Max Power. Mm-hmm. The one that has, uh, like, tuna cars with body kits with, like, naked women on them. It's just such a perfect, like, type of guy magazine. My ex's stepdad used to read a magazine called Bra Busters. <laughs> it's a feminist publication, actually. Obviously. Yeah, um, um, but, yeah, but like it, a first wave. He used to just read it like he was reading a book. He just like sit <laughs> he out. He actually was reading the article. Yeah, he just sat out in the, de- uh, like in the garden on like one of those lawn chair things. Reading his reading his latest copy of Bra Busters. I mean, Play- he's getting the news agent to hold it back for it. <laughs> Playboy, he's got a subscription. Playboy did have very good articles, you know. Playboy was, did yeah. have good articles, good fiction as well. Be quite, yeah, it'd be did, quite funny if like, one of the serialized in Playboy. <laughs> one of the few places that you could get that you could get published as a short story writer now is in like Bra Busters, yeah. Readers' Wives, etc. Readers' Wives. Yeah, yeah the amateur photographer. That's right. Yeah. Is that true? Um, <clears throat> right. So, where are we here? Yeah. And then basically, yeah. Jerry, Jerry heckles her so much that she panics and she like gets so upset. She runs out into the street and she gets her toe cut off by a street sweeper. <laughs> Kramer is then regaling the story that he picked up her pinky toe. This is into a crack such an amazing nice. monologue, and his physicality mm-hmm. in this acting out the bus driver and the guy like attacking him yeah. and getting choked. He's. It's just such a. It's an amazing little piece of like. It is. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, the so great punchline. Bit, th- bit of theatrical. Yeah. He's acting out. He has a fight with the bus driver and with another guy, and he's like, and he's like, he's like, and then I and then I kicked him both off the bus at the next stop, and and then Jerry's like, you were still making all the stops. <laughs> People yeah, kept ringing the good. bell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is good. It is. It is good. It's like it's slightly out of place mm-hmm. in this episode. Mm-hmm. It's good, mm-hmm. but it's 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 a little bit surreal. Yeah, it's yeah. straying into surrealism. Yeah. Well, Kramer um, it, is straying into surrealism. He does, he does like to stray into surrealism. He is a surreal character. Yes. He is the uh, he is the cha- is the he's the chaotic pan that lives within us all. That's right. That personifies the the id. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. He's pure id. He's got eyes in his hands. He's um, <clears throat> making Pan's labyrinth joke. Oh right, that's so. that. The pan doesn't have eyes in his hands. No, I know. But it's <laughs> the horrid monster thing. The pale man. Is he called the Pale Man? I think, yeah, I something know. like that. I think he's called the Pale Man. Yeah, I'm still not. I'm still not happy with the idea of having eyes in your palms because, mm-hmm. I, because where is an optic nerve going in the yeah. structure of a hand? I know I've said this before, but you I'm, have nerves in your hands and they go to your brain. Yeah, but so, they're not. But optic nerves are made of particular cells. They have to have the mm-hmm. the photon, the photo cells on them. Hmm. But only on the end where it connects to the eye. The rest of it's like normal nerve. I mean, maybe they're non-functional. Maybe they're just for like, for, like decoration, like, yeah, or like the ones that butterflies have, where they're it's just an illusion to make it look like they have big yeah. eyes. So it's like maybe a distraction. Okay. Maybe this should be my kind of new personality test question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just every guest we get on, say, okay, so what? What do you think the deal is with uh, <laughs> the pale man's eye hands? It could be. It could yeah. be a distraction. Yeah, he's just like, actually, he's contouring. 
I think he, I think he can see with them because otherwise, why is he holding them up in front of his yeah. face? In Cause fact, he, he doesn't, why is he holding them up in front of his face at all? Because he doesn't have because eyes in his head, right? They're just, yeah, they're no, just no, no, on no. his. So okay. He, so he holds his okay. hands up in front of his face to see. Yeah. So he is acknowledging yeah. that the usual run of things is to have your eyes in your face. Yeah. If you have eyes in your hands, then they're much more mobile. They're yeah. much more portable. You, could look, you, you can, can wave your hands you around. You can you see wherever you want. Why does he make an effort to put them in front of his face? I'm going to get to the bottom of yeah. this. Pale man, you're on notice. Can, He's a sort of evolutionary lacuna. Like, he knows it's actually more efficient to have them in your head. You I mean, you can He's just imitating that. tag Del Toro on Twitter and just be like, hey, I've got a question. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I will. Yeah, tag Benicio Del Toro on Twitter. It's just a joke. Oh, I see. Yeah, I'm just making um, a little joke. Yeah, it's good. good. How do you think he washes his hands? Carefully. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, Emma's got it, I think. Um, it'd be very easy to put eye drops in for the pale man. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's true. Yeah, it must constantly be getting like minor eye infections though. Mm-hmm. Can you? Oh, can you imagine him like ch- chopping up like chili? Oh god, nightmare. Terrible. What if you had like Real bad nightmare. eyesight? How would you wear glasses on them? You get lenses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really big contacts. Yeah, or just like a little monocle. Be, again, really easy to or, put in. Or like yeah. goggles on each hand, but like a monocle goggle on each hand, like elastic like around the back of the hand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It would yeah. be much less unsettling if he had a minion goggle. Mm, yeah, I think so. This is the sec- yeah when he goes swimming. <laughs> this is the second time in as many episodes that we've started talking about whether or not whether or not the minions are more alarming with eyes or without. And in relation to the pale and man. And in relation to the pale man. Yeah. yeah, maybe we should maybe we should get some new material. I don't they know. They do. Well, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a correct bugbear to have. Mm. I think there is some intertextuality between the minions and the pale man. There yeah. is. They're both. Yeah. Well, I, I've told you, I think they're the same species. Probably. Yeah. I, I think the minions are just baby pale men. I, I find the minions so annoying. They're like Toby to me. Like, I just, I, I can't, I can't stand them. <laughs> they're so annoying. It's it's funny how that's like a ch- it's like a children's thing, but it's become beloved of like boomers. I yeah, I don't get it. Like what weird I, Facebook yeah, memes? I, know, I don't get it either. Is, I don't know. Who knows? I don't. I don't understand um, the boomer brain. Yeah, because normally it's like sort of permanent adolescents, millennials who like kids stuff. Boomers well, it, not it's not cer- usually. It's definitely worth noting that the minions almost certainly collaborated with the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> I, I read that they the so they didn't they were like not involved with the Holocaust century. because yeah. they were like asleep or something they were underground like they had to cut they had to come up with with an, with an excuse because like oh they always serve the most awful dictators throughout history and it's like so they were it's like no 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 they were asleep they were asleep then yeah so they've served so, everyone in history oh so that's awfully convenient isn't it. They've said everyone in history apart apart from Hitler, so uh, they were almost certainly involved in the transatlantic slave trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There are Pol Pot. Yeah. yeah, there are there are there are many many historical atrocities that the minions <laughs> the had, had a direct and it's hand. Just minions. <laughs> oh God. There you go. You've got to take their goggles off yeah. to be involved in that. Oh yeah, no. You can't Pol wear Pot your goggles around Pol Pot. No, not at all. Yeah. All right. Should we finish, should we finish off the should we finish off the episode? Robespierre and the minions. <laughs> Robespierre and the minions. Robespierre wasn't a villain. He just you know didn't have a large enough vision. He just got overexcited. <laughs> so that's one of those. You know, yeah. Like, he was uh, just enthusiastic. The, the co- like there you go. You know, I I, I support it in theory. <laughs> the actions maybe were a bit much. But it's a good, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not ideal. 
<laughs> suboptimal. Nobody, nobody cared who Robespierre was until he put on the dressing gown. Um, Good. So, uh, Elaine is then complaining about how uh, Toby got the promotion because the boss felt sorry for her because she lost her pinky toe. And she's like, and who even cares about the pinky toe? It's a pointless. That is true. Uh, like, come on. Toe. It's a toe. You get a promotion because of a toe? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure I'd be that happy if I lost one of my toes. I mean, yeah. big toe, you're going to have balance problems. Pinky toe. And she didn't lose it. it. They, they put it back on. It. So, I mean, it's yeah, only because she was, you know, upset about it. That's all. Which I is... Yeah. temporarily it's like those people who like you know they break up and then they get back together 24 hours later yeah. she kind of had that but with her toe maybe she should some of her friends said of... stuff about the toe that they now yeah. have to kind of take to back walk yeah. back well that's why you never say anything about a breakup until you're sure mm-hmm. that it's taken that's another that's another oh, Seinfeld yeah. episode <laughs> it is indeed mm. maybe yeah, maybe they should have put a kind of gold yeah <laughs> bible um, maybe they should have put <laughs> put some gold leaf across the Across the joint oh, yeah, the... to show that mm. it's broken, but it's still beautiful. Like, uh, what's it called? Yeah, it like yeah, it's the. Um... I can't remember what it's called. Uh... It's not called Netsuke, where is it? No, it's. Um... What is it called? It's... I think if you're serious about being a Japanese pot, as soon as you have the slightest crack in yourself, it's your duty to smash yourself entirely. Yeah, Kintsugi. Yeah. 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 Netsuke is something Yeah, it's else. really pretty. Yeah. Something a um, different kind of Japanese ceramic. We go to the uh, the the comedy club, and uh, another comedian is congratulating Jerry on on going and heckling Toby at work, and he's like, "We all talk about it, but you actually did it. You're like Rosa Parks, <laughs> and this is this is the most powerful." club stand-up comedian energy (laughs) it is like this is such a nailed on satire of what so many comedians are like it's it's, and i fucking hate talking to them it's so well observed particularly the bit when he said i don't do i'm a prop comic yeah like people people who like they genuinely believe that they're like speaking truth to power (laughs) or some shit in a comedy club I know. It's people pathetic. who refer to people who don't do stand up as oh civilians. Like no one is my ever- brother in Christ. <laughs> no one no one has ever been stupid enough to do that in front of me. But I it, 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 you know, it's it's oh, rip yeah. them in the You guys are brave truth tellers. <laughs> no one is, you know. Hey. Oh, I just had so, a okay, little sorry, bark. Like a little dog. dog here. It's a snake actually. <laughs> Hello. Okay, I know. Nice little berry <laughs> snake. <laughs> yeah, and so then he's on stage. Jerry's doing a new bit about Bozo the Clown. He's like, why do they have to clarify the clown? It's not exactly going to be Bozo the Accountant. <laughs> you know what? I actually think that's a really good bit. And yeah. It did. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, the title, the title is superfluous. He is correct. And it's also funny. So he's yeah. fulfilling two briefs there. Mm-hmm. I guess there's maybe a few other things. Could be like Bozo the Dog. Or like, you know, it couldn't. He's, yeah, he's right. Mm-hmm. It couldn't be Bozo the Accountant. Or you would certainly not hire Bozo the Accountant. Yeah. Bozo, the director general of the UN. <laughs> Actually, no, I would hire Bozo, the accountant, for a children's birthday party specifically. <laughs> Doing some wacky double entry bookkeeping. <laughs> you, you kids have got to learn this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Teach, the kid, teach the kids how to hide their earnings offshore. Yeah, if you don't learn about IR35 now, it will bite you in the ass later. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, one for Nick, the accountant, mm-hmm. there. Um, <laughs> Shout out, Nick. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, 
George is like trying it on with uh, his now ex girlfriend who works as a waitress at the comedy club. Yeah, yeah. So he, he was in, he was inspired by Kramer's story of you know bravery, right, getting the right, toe right. back, and he's like, I yeah, I've changed. Yeah, I can be. I won't, you know, step on your arm <laughs> to get <laughs> out of a fire. He's trying to lie his way out of a situation he got himself into by lying, and I respect that. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's right. Um, And then uh, he sees the prop comic do a joke, like pulls out a fake gun and is like holding up the bar with it, and then he's like, oh my god, gun, and then starts to stampede (laughs) out of And does exactly the same thing, pushes everyone out of the way. Yeah, thereby prefiguring modern America. Lovely symmetry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Costanza is the uh, cop in this situation. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then the, uh, Jerry does, like, a sort of remonstrate with George yeah. about this. George, yeah. can I talk to you for a minute? George, can, I, can I talk to you for a minute? Yeah, and, and then okay. we get, um... We finish with a bit. And then we finish with a bit. Although it's weirdly, it's like, it's sort of thing where it's like, if there was a stampede out of the room while I was doing a club set, like, I wouldn't really care. I'm still getting paid, yeah, it's not he, my but fault. No, but he's managed to get the guy who gave him the terrible review because of mm. him freezing up in front of the heckler back. And so presumably he's going to give him another terrible review. Although having said that, why would he? Because this is is a situation that is absolutely not Jerry's fault, but he also didn't see the whole of the show. So you can imagine why Jerry might be a little bit peeved. Maybe Jerry's Jerry's the hero comedian now. Maybe. Carried on during an active shooter incident, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We don't get we don't get as much of a conclusion in this episode as some of the of, of the other no, ones. Like we don't yeah, really doesn't... have a conclusion to the Toby storyline. No, and you also um, you never see Toby again either. Yeah. So she went off to start there's, a Carver. Yeah, there's a little bit of kind of like a, I mean like it, it it ties together and I think it's a fine ending point, but it doesn't yeah. kind of have the bow that some of the other yeah, episodes yeah, yeah. do. But sometimes you just have you have like bit parts and bit characters that mm. you just never see yeah. again and you never hear any more yeah. of again. Um, and you know, and Toby needed to go and spend more time uh, managing her jug business. That's right. Yeah, the inventor of the jug. The inventor of the jug. Yeah, and we close with a bit uh, where Jerry's going in on the fire map that you get in a hotel mm-hmm. room, and he's like, "Oh, when it's um, yeah, when the when the hotel's on fire, he's like, I'm just gonna be memorizing the directions." I think he's right. Like, this is, I'll forget. This is I'll have to come back and look at Another the map. Good bit, yeah. Yeah, it's a good bit. Mm. And then and, and then and then he says it always says don't panic, but you know you've got minutes to live. You're running around. You reserve your right to panic. This is when you should yeah. panic. Well, he's saying I've never panicked my whole life. I may as well do now. And this I find hard <laughs> to is, believe. This is the time to panic. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Jerry seems like a like a panicker. He's, 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 like he's a, a panicky kind of guy. He's a yeah. panicky kind of guy. Yeah. Mm. So, do, do you know what? Do you know what a Toby jug is? Do you have Toby jugs in America? No. Oh, oh my God! Uh, this is okay. This is going to be another thing which you are going to think that I have made up. I promise you, I haven't. They uh-huh. are jugs, um, and they are in the shape. So far, so good. So far, so good. No about jugs. We're doing well. Um, yeah, Toby it- jugs is actually a porn magazine in room. <laughs> <laughs> oh my the, god no, it's not it's not they're in the shape of a man's face and they wear a little and they quite often wear like a tricorn hat and then the the handles are like the the ears and they're really unsettling and you go to a certain kind of english person of a certain age's house and they will have like just a room lousy with toby jugs i'm like, i'm looking at these and these are yeah. these are genuinely some of the most upsetting things i've ever seen why people in their it's 80s a, love a, toby a jugs. caricature of a white person for yeah, some reason. it is yeah for, yeah, for some reason same, and ironically, often owned by the same sort of people who own Gollywogs. Yeah, it's oh very God. much a it's very much a kind it's of like, I want a, whoever it is. I want an offensive portrayal of them. Yeah, That's the... yeah, it's very wow. much a um, 
wow, these, yeah, uh, I would not, I would not put this in my house. This is no, upsetting no, 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 on no. so many levels. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 they're they're horrible. But anyway, that's what Toby Jug is. And Mostly fine as long as you don't use them after midnight. <laughs> yeah, because then they turn into a gremlin. They turn into Toby. <laughs> I mean, they look like gremlins already. Yeah, they've got a bit. Of Why a are they so? Like, all the faces are just very craggy. <laughs> oh yeah, no, they're 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 awful. They're awful things. I don't know who invented them. Also, sort of like who came up with them as an idea. Toby Jugs. Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire, there you go, yeah. He's He's a lot older than he looks. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Mm. Right, (laughs) well, um, it remains for us to thank Emma very much for joining us. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much, Emma. That was was delightful. Delightful and a pleasure. (laughs) As always. (laughs) Is there anything you'd like to plug to our loyal hawks? Um, Sure, I have a couple books you can read. Uh, if you want to look them up, uh, the first one is Devils Unto Dust, and the second one is Missing Presumed Dead, and I will hopefully have a third one at some point in the future that you can Both read. Romance. <laughs> Both um, romance. Both romance. Yes, novels. yes. Definitely, um, definitely go into it expecting a lot of romance and sex. A lot sex. of romance. Um, yeah. About a woman being kidnapped by a pirate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and then falling the in love with him. Well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, then they go on safari as far as... I'm aware from yeah what in you South about Africa. last time yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right well because pirates did a lot of traveling so yes probably they some of the only people who got to go on safari mm-hmm. then in those days yeah really a, pi- a pirate is a privileged category and should be discussed as such that's right <laughs> that is correct they have pirates privilege. oh you mean white men <laughs> <laughs> I actually did I did, did often have disabilities in I, fairness no I ri- I literally <laughs> saw a Twitter thread the other day cancelling pirates for having been involved in the slave trade yes. Incredible. Yes. You to cancel pirates. That's fine. Mm-hmm. The British mm-hmm. Empire was doing that at the time. Pirates are over for canceling. Yeah, pirates are yeah. over. Pirates, you are on notice. I love mm-hmm. the idea yeah. that like pirates have ever been like an accepted social category. Like there was a time when everyone loved pirates. <laughs> mm. Well, they were wrong to if they did. That's right. Mm. And pirates actually not as woke as you first thought. <laughs> yeah. With their radical democracy on board the pirate ship. Mm. And their yo ho ho this and a bottle of rum that <laughs> hides a dark a dark interior of what goes on in the pirates' lives. Not very not very um good in their relationships to women a lot of the time, actually. Pirates. <laughs> I think you'll find. Wow. Well that bit I am I am learning for yeah. the first time that pirates might have been sexist. This is yeah. this is yeah, I'm really, I'm really exactly. going to have to reevaluate my reevaluate my, my prior pirate <laughs> position. A lot of that treasure they were burying stolen. <gasps> no, but that's mm. fine because you can just like stealing is fine mm. because property mm. is theft, mm. and the pirates understood that. That's right, so they yeah. were, you know, problematic. They were yeah. li- liberating the uh, liberated in others. You know, jewels. That's right. They were, they were complex. They, they were, were complex. They were men of their time. Look. I just don't think we should be discussing pirates without introducing nuance into the discussion. Mm-hmm. That's right. Much missing nuance. We, I mean, we yeah. really should have a pirate if we're going to be discussing pirates because we need, you know, yeah, we need like you know a what? That's true. And, like, no, none of us. We need the pirate perspective. None it's of not, us we're are not, equipped to speak yeah. for speak the, for the pirates and yeah, pirate pirate X people. I don't want to. I don't want to speak over pirates. <laughs> no, I don't want to speak over pirates either. No. Um... All right. It's hard enough to understand what they're saying as it is. Um, so let's um, it look. This has been Let, a free episode. <laughs> yeah, this has been a free one. There are bonus ones every two weeks. There's a bonus episode on the Patreon, three dollars a month. If you pay five dollars a month, get the Discord. You also get monthly movie corner. You also get the What's the Deal miniseries, which yeah. will be returning. Yeah. 
Yeah, it will. We need to organise it, but it's coming back. So sign up for that. If you don't sign up for it, we'll see you in two weeks. Yep. So sign up for it. Good. Okay. Um, Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.